Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to I Am, the show where we choose to become who we want to be. I'm your host, Chelsea Lingerud, and today I will be talking with a guest about the journey of vision loss. Now it's time to welcome Shelby to I Am Podcast. Shelby is here to share her story and experience of losing her eye and her experience with vision loss. So hi, Shelby. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Chelsea. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so we can begin by having you share a little bit about your story, just who you are, where you're from, what brings you here today, and just whatever you feel best explains you. Awesome. Thank you. Like I said, thanks for having me and I'm honored to be on this podcast that you've started. I am, yeah, Shelby, I'm originally from Salt Lake City, Utah, like born and raised there. And now I'm currently living in San Diego, California. I've been out here like two years now and last, let's see. So February 28th, 2021, I was back home with a group of friends from San Diego. We were visiting Salt Lake and we were taking a ski trip and I grew up snowboarding my whole life. My whole family is very active in the mountains and we were just having a typical fun weekend. And on the last run of the trip, um, last day, I got into an accident, which ultimately ended up having the removal of my right eye. They tried to do surgery and save the eye then, but about two months later, it was decided. So April 29th, 2021 to just remove the eye. And then about a month out, I started the process of getting a prosthetic eye and working through all of that. So about the time from the accident to the time I had the prosthetic eye and I was healed and like back on my feet and driving and stuff, it was about five months. And during that time, I was, you know, pretty, I don't know, down. I wasn't driving. I wasn't able to work out or do any of my normal activities. And luckily I have a very strong support group of friends and family. I'm in uh, recovery. I'm sober and that's what brought me to San Diego two years ago was to get sober. And in that time I built this really strong foundation of friends in this community. And um, they just were at my doorstep and by my side, like every step of the way and taking me to doctor's appointments and being so supportive, but I just couldn't help think like, what if other people have situations like this? They don't always have the resources or the support or the people. And so during that time of like laying in bed for, (laughs) for months and trying to figure out like why this happened and what this meant and what I was going to kind of do about the situation. I kind of had this idea for adhesive and I just started, um, August 11th, 2021. So last August, uh, an Instagram account. I was like, I'll just see what happens. And I like shared my story on there and was kind of threw it out there. Like, you know, I'm open and wanting to share other people's story. And immediately I started having people reach out that had, you know, primarily the stories that come in are like vision loss in one eye, like prosthetic eye stories, but I've shared some stories that had vision loss in both eyes and the variety of genetics, diseases, injury, cancer, I feel like at this point, I keep hearing more and more stories. I'm like, I've heard it all, especially when it comes to accidents, like car accidents, surfing accidents, weed whacking accidents. I'm just like, oh, protect the eye. So it's just kind of been growing on that community base online. And I have a website where I can share everyone's story and blog form and Facebook and Instagram. And I still seek in to search for more stories and connecting with more people. 
and it's been pretty powerful. And then now we're going to do that virtual convention called iConnect. And Chelsea's going to be one of our speakers at it. And so we've got six speakers lined up that are all in the community, either they're vision impaired and one or both eyes, or we have two ocularists and an optometrist as well speaking to, to kind of bring in that perspective like medical and kind of the process of the prosthetic eye and how to keep your good eye healthy and those routine checkups and stuff too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. There's so much I want to touch on. (laughs) Sorry, that was kind of a lot. No, no, no. It was good. I appreciate it. And yeah, it's been so nice to be able to connect with you. And I remember, I don't even know how I came across your page, but yeah, I just came across I think it was a different name, right? Uh, Yeah, I started, it was, I will be there with the first. And then I decided it needed to be a little shorter. So I just transitioned to iHesive. Yeah, just within your first few posts, I really felt seen and understood and connected to be able to find someone who just really wanted to create a community out of this. And, you know, that's been my hope and attention as well throughout my different advocacy efforts and different opportunities that I've received. But it was just really nice to have a specific designated platform that you created to, you know, I I try to follow everyone that I see that you post a story of. It's so cool to be able to meet different people. And like you said, a variety of different experiences, accidents, vision loss, conditions, even just a multitude of areas that people have been affected by visual impairments and vision loss. And it's really, really nice and comforting and supportive to just have such a welcoming and accepting community because, you know, you can share your story on social media and receive a variety of different feedback and response, but to have a platform where you can go to and support other people with them sharing their stories, because it does it takes a lot to share. I mean, how was your experience with that? I know you said you just kind of on a whim started your account, but how was that for you just even like internally and, you know, that mental health as well carries a lot and just that self-identity and compassion for yourself. So how was that whole journey for you to kind of accept your journey while also coming to terms to being able to be open with yourself, which allows you to be open for other people. So how is that for you? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think as far as the sharing goes, I think I've learned, you know, I couldn't recognize it then necessarily, but time goes on that for me, from a healing pattern that I need when I'm going through something traumatic or having a hard time is I have to talk about it, you know, and usually I talk about it with a bunch of people. I'll call like 20 people and be like, oh my gosh, you know, and I know that's not the case for everybody or they just have different healing techniques, but mine, I just have to talk about it. And so I think part of my whole healing process with what happened and making sense of it and finding that acceptance was I have to get it out there and talk about it and be open about it and then connect with other people going through similar things more that can relate mm-hmm. and like I said I didn't know that before because it's the first thing I've ever gone through that was <laughs> quite like this and now I've experienced this and I've received so much healing from sharing and connecting with other people 
And then I love when people in the community follow each other and share on each other's things. Or if I have someone that reaches out and it's like, oh, I experienced this, you know, I'll remember a story that I've shared. So I'll connect those two people together and be like, oh, this story is similar. Maybe, you know, would have some insight there. So all of those pieces is how I, I guess, accept it and kind of come to terms with what happened and how I can give back and be of service. Because that's also something I've learned for me to be as happy inside with my surroundings, what's going on is just being of service for other people as well. Yeah, that's actually super powerful. I never even really thought of it in the aspect of, because I'm the same way. I feel this big sense of comfort and healing and relief to be able to just talk and to share what's going on. And I have done the same. I just talk to a bunch of different people about things that I'm going through or different situations to navigate and I find a lot of comfort within that so that's interesting that you kind of tied recognizing that about yourself and then finding a lot of healing within that as well but yeah I've seen a lot of stories too just people having questions of trying to find doctors and specialists in different areas or very specific questions even that you'll post and it's totally anonymous but you get other people's input and so you're just helping a lot of people and I think the community is so individualized and so specialized towards wanting to help as many people who are experiencing similar things as possible so I think you're the perfect person for that honestly I really I really admire you in a lot of ways <laughs> thank you thank Chelsea I appreciate that and I appreciate people stepping up and wanting to be a part of this community because without everyone else being able to get vulnerable and show up to it there wouldn't be anything so I really value everyone that's in the community already and sharing and showing up and stuff too so yeah yeah I did also too want to ask about and hear your story and kind of the journey of vision loss within itself just losing such a you know per se a big part of something that you don't really when you have two eyes, I guess, you know, it doesn't really cross your mind that you could lose one or two or become visually impaired. So just how was that for you, like that grieving process and just the whole experience with adjustment? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, my whole life, I never once even crossed my mind that I could lose an eye. I think like, oh, breaking an arm or a shoulder or a leg or finger, you know, like those things, because I'm pretty active. So I would have expected and I have broken like arms and ankles and stuff before but an eye an eye injury never crossed my mind and so I guess when it happened I was pretty shocked because I think also I've had this more sense of like oh I'm kind of like invincible you know I've just really active in this to an extent and so that kind of put some things in perspective and I was like oh I'm not as invincible and so it did change some perspectives and some fears for me, but I've, you know, still working through that and I'm trying not to let this hold me back either and still live my life and be active and adventurous and do those things that I love and enjoy. I do try to protect my good eye, you know, and I was wearing goggles and all the right protection at the time, but things happen and moving forward, it's just continuing to <laughs> be cautious. But when the accident happened, I was immediately blind in that eye, even though they were hoping that I would restore some vision pretty quickly. There was zero vision or light sensitivity and the accident happened in Salt Lake. So by the time I got to San Diego and transitioned care out here, 
and was visiting with doctors here, they were pretty immediately like, there's no vision kind of at that point. And they kind of made the decision for me that it would be best to just remove the eye like aesthetically. And because at this point, the eye was very damaged and misshaped and it was like shrinking. And I guess there's some conditions that can cause the good eye to get inflammatory disorders, which then could potentially cause blindness in the good eye or blurry vision. So they were kind of like, we should remove it. And at that point I was just like ready because I was feeling so sick and I wanted to kind of get back to normal, I guess, quote unquote. And so I was like, get the eye out. Like I'm just ready to kind of move on or start feeling better, I guess. And so then once they actually removed the eye two months after the accident, immediately within the next like three weeks started to feel better and was able to go on walks and be more active and do heavy lifting. And then my friends took me to the parking lot and retold me how to learn and stuff. So as far as making a full recovery, I feel like I have, I mean, obviously I still have that blind spot and there's been some things I've had to relearn or the depth perception, just kind of adjust to, Um, but overall slowly, but surely I've adjusted pretty well with the physical stuff. And then, you know, the mental stuff comes and goes, like it was really rough at the beginning. And then once I started adhesive and kind of going on that path, that's been really helpful and healing. But I still have times where I get really afraid of what's going to happen as I get older. And if I lose vision in my good eye at any point, or like, what if I had gone completely blind? There's just so many unknowns at the beginning and fears, but they have miles out. And I just have to have faith that whatever happens, happens, and I'll continue to move forward in life and I feel at a good point now and I'm over a year since the removal and everything. And I have really good vision in my good eye, which I'm grateful for. And there hasn't been any complications with that. They were really worried about infection and there wasn't any residual issues to my good eye. So it's just about wearing my glasses and keeping it safe and hoping for the best as I age or anything in my life changes. Yeah. But I was definitely just kind of wrap back to your question. You know, I was 30 years old when the accident happened and it was just unbelievable how like in a blink of an eye, I always say like your life can change or something can happen. And it was very life altering for me, but not all in a bad way. Good things have come from it and I've adapted it and kind of been presented this whole new opportunity in my life to be of service and help people and navigate with one eye. And... Yeah, yeah, that, that's really, it's encouraging to hear because I guess for me, I mean, ever since I was basically a newborn, I've had no vision in my right eye with limited vision in my left and this continual surgeries in my left eye. So I just kind of am used to that whole process throughout life just with a lot of unknowns and what ifs and it's so normal especially if you do have one eye it's those worries or what ifs are completely common but it is scary and it's okay to feel those feelings for sure but I think honestly just taking it one thing at a time and I think that's exactly what you're doing and to make so much light out of something that could have drastically change your life in a negative way or just cause a lot of worry and doubt and fear just with everything so it's encouraging to hear a story like yours and to just kind of 
take it into your own to see situations that come your way and trying to make as much light out of it like you have so it, it's you're inspiring and encouraging others just by being you and having the the mindset that you have so thank you thank you thank you I appreciate that and you know I do get a lot of people like right off the bat that I've had an eye injury and they're like a month or two out and they're like will things get better I'm like they will I promise just be patient rest a lot I was sleeping so much for like the first few months just trying to heal and adjust and I was dizzy a lot at the beginning because I think my brain was trying to like compensate for the vision loss and so I had a lot of other side effects for a while at the beginning but then as time went on and I healed and rested things I've gotten so much better. So I'm grateful. And I, you know, hear that in other people's stories too. So yeah, and that's important definitely just listen to your body. I mean, I've done mm-hmm. not just eye surgeries like heart and dental procedure, yeah. all these variety of things, but listening to your body and giving yourself time to rest and then also to process and then also yeah. to kind of sit in that season that you're in and take what you can from it because I've had surgeries where it was in my left eye my good eye so I was bandaged up for mm-hmm. a few days and I had no vision at all and that was I, I definitely could say life-changing it was very eye-opening in a way just to experience something like that where I had no vision and had to rely so much on my other senses and I internalized a lot of things and just thought through a lot and gained definitely a new sense of strength within myself so yeah it's interesting to see and recognize and reflect on what an experience can bring us yes 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 I completely agree like I said it ebbs and flows at times where it's not all happy and great and on top of the world and I do feel really down and self-doubting and those feelings but then the next day or the next minute is just trying to redirect like okay what's really happening what's this experience what's this trying to teach me what can I make of this and there's so many people here to help too and I think that was a huge thing I learned was just asking for help and people want to help and are willing to help and still to this day I'm like I need help with this so which can be hard kind of a humbling experience too be in a situation where you have to as an adult ask for help and then you know you can succeed that much more yeah yeah that's really well said and that's a good point that you mentioned because community and support is just very important and vital for experiences that you go through and it's as I've grown older I we might whole life I had no choice but to be dependent on people Mm -hmm. especially at such a young age and it's easy to become accustomed to that so I had to almost not break that but kind of go through the process of understanding that it's okay to ask for help like you're saying and that it's not too much and if someone else was in your shoes then you would need to ask for help as well and Mm -hmm. it's not a selfish thing to ask and it is vital at certain times in your life so it's really nice to hear that you have such a strong and supportive community around you because that makes a world of a difference. It really does. I know even after some surgeries that I had, I had some friends that would come over and my good eye was covered. So they would bring things from around my house and <laughs> I would have to guess what they were. It was just kind of, kind of fun, but you know, it definitely just got me away from what I was actually experiencing and 
the negative or kind of sad thoughts that could have overwhelmed me if I hadn't had that community surrounding me. So it definitely is important. Yeah, that's amazing. I think that's super sweet that your friends were <laughs> doing that with you. Uh-huh. I love that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was it was nice. And so I did want to ask, I know we've touched on a lot of things, but what would you identify as the hardest part and then the most rewarding part of your journey with vision loss? That's a good question. Um, the hardest part, I guess just that worry and self-doubt, not only with the beginning when the accident happened and I was really like, what does this all mean? Like, why me? You know, that's self-pity and like, trying to get through and process that. But I still to this day have self-doubt just in what I'm doing in general and probably the mental aspect when it's just the physical things I feel like I can overcome and do a lot easier but the mental aspect of things just really catches me up sometime and I have to go and talk to people talk about the situation or what I'm thinking or going through and then the best part is that what yeah best or most rewarding or most rewarding yeah, it would just be this adhesive community, honestly, everything that's kind of evolved from that. And I'm like, even if it goes nowhere and I have big plans and dreams and hopes for adhesive as a community and resource center and stuff. And this is all my first time doing anything like this. So it's been a lot of learning and growing along the way, but very rewarding. And at the end of the day, if it doesn't really evolve into anything much more than what it is. I know I've helped myself, but I've helped a lot of other people too that have reached out and connected with me. And so that alone helps me push forward each day, just those connections with each and every person. So yeah, it's been overall a pretty rewarding journey. Yeah. Yeah. And that's awesome. It's really, really nice to hear stories like that and just to see how much benefit that such an experience like that has given you and how much good has come from it. So, yeah. And I guess to touch too, as far as back on the worst thing or the hardest thing has been that whole prosthetic process. If I had to pinpoint one process other than the mental thing would just be trying to get this prosthetic eye. And I think this might be important for other people to hear. It's like, I have this hope that this eye is going to match my good eye and be identical and perfect, you know, and that just hasn't been the case. And to me, when I wear my prosthetic eye, I can tell a huge difference and it looks bigger. There's just all these things that I just feel really unhappy when I wear it. And I, I'm in a place where I rarely wear it and I feel okay not having it in and just have my clear conformer. So that's been a lot of challenges around the prosthetic process and accepting that and trying to create a prosthetic eye that I'm going to feel more comfortable and confident in. So I'm still working on it. I'm working with a new ocularist. So in like three or four weeks, I should have my new prosthetic. So we'll see (laughs) how that goes. But that's been, you know, pretty challenging. But at the same time, I've just kind of been living life without it. Yeah, no, I'm glad you touched on that. I've had my fair share of experiences with prosthetics as well. And for me, my eye is still in there. I haven't okay. removed. I was born with microphthalmia, so my eyes are super small. And this one just didn't grow as much. And my cataract surgery failed, which is why I don't have vision. And it's basically just small and turned to the side. Okay. 
yeah, like a extreme lazy eye in a way. And so it's kind of misshapen. It's not like there's just no eye in there to be able to create a perfectly round and well-fitting prosthetic. So that has caused just a lot of issues. There's a lot of discrepancy within the lids, my eyelids mm-hmm. when I wear it. So they're trying to make my lid pretty symmetrical that mm-hmm. it's a pretty big eye and it kind of like pops out. But then if they try to make it smaller so that it's not super bulgy, then my lid droops down. And then when I got off to college, I got my first eye infection in that eye and that was really uncomfortable and the risk of having it spread to my left eye. And I think it was because of my prosthetic. They're not 100% sure what caused it developed it because I never had an infection before, but I chose to stop wearing my eye around quarantine, so around two years ago. And I kind of used quarantine as kind of a test run, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) It was kind of going to pick and choose, you know, who saw you and uh, how you presented yourself to the world and so I just became really comfortable not wearing it and I haven't really ever since. So I definitely understand the process of going through trying to get a perfect fit and how you view yourself with it in versus without just the comfort within that as well as just the process of different ocularists and really trying to become accustomed to something that was like a foreign body in, in your eyes. So yeah, I, I definitely can empathize with you on that. And do you have a preference? Like, would you want to go with or without it more so? Or is it just kind of to have that choice? Or Yeah, I think I'm just kind of used to it at this point. So it was so long. And then the one I got, I just was not loving it. And of course, my friends and family were like, it looks great. It looks great. I'm like, no, it doesn't, you know? <laughs> And so I stopped wearing it, but then I know I should probably be wearing it. So then I was like searching for other options and it's just taken a lot longer than I thought to get a new one made and fitted. So in that time, I've just gotten really comfortable not wearing anything. So we'll see. I, you know, I'm hopeful that this one's going to be a, a little bit more even mm-hmm. and I'll see how I feel at that point with it (laughs) but I'm very comfortable without anything in there just the clear conformer yeah so yeah yeah, because it doesn't get dry or irritated like when I wear my prosthetic for long periods of time I notice it's dry and it's hard to blink and just uncomfortable at certain times and this feels like there's nothing even there yeah yeah no I I completely understand and relate I had my first one made, I think, at 18 months. 18 months. Oh, okay. It was super tiny. And then ever since two years ago. So okay. I've had a, a wide variety of have made in all different states. And everything. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's definitely a big part of visual impairment that you don't really think is going to be such a, a process. But Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so also I did want to touch on just a big portion of this podcast has touched a lot on the social aspects of having a disability or a visual impairment. So just wondering how this process has been for you socially. I know you talked a lot about positive experiences within creating adhesive and the stories and community that has been built on that. I've shared a few experiences that I've had and I know it's kind of 
nice to be able to relate with people who've had similar experiences of difficult situations within the social realm. So have you had any of those? And if so, how were you affected by them or navigated them? Yeah, I, yeah, I've listened to some of your other podcasts and touching on this subject, and I think it is really important, especially with the world of social media and putting yourself out there. And I've been very fortunate on the adhesive page that I monitor everything really well. And we've had good, nice comments and people outreach so that stayed really safe. I mean, it's still pretty small. And when I'm out in public, luckily I haven't had a lot and I haven't had to deal with this for a long time. You know, it's really just been in the last year. And I think that too, I'm like, I can imagine children in middle school and high school, like those are like such rough years to be having to deal with vision impairment or prosthetic eyes, things like that growing up. Um, mm -hmm. So coming like as a 30 year old, that's already kind of established with my friends and community and who I am as a person, even though it's always evolving, it's been a lot different of a transition. Mm -hmm. You know, I have people because I teach yoga at the yoga studio or when I'm just out and about and they'll be pretty open like, oh, what's wrong with your eye? What happened to your eye? Or I've been in the grocery store and kids have been like, mom, what's wrong with her eye and <laughs> stuff. So, but luckily... I haven't felt the bullying or those types of situations mm -hmm. as an adult in my situation for the last year. So I am grateful that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know that's, that's awesome. I'm glad, really glad that you've had mostly positive experiences and that you have been able to handle whatever comments from strangers that you have received <laughs> pretty well. Yeah. I think people have a, a range of different experiences, mm -hmm. but it's also in how you're carrying yourself and how you choose to respond and go about the situation. Right. Yeah. And I've kind of always been taught I cannot control what anyone else says or does or how they act or react. And I can only control what I say, what I do, how I react and act towards whatever they're saying, which is not always easy, <laughs> but I just have to keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I stick by that as well. It's hard to at times, but just having that in the back of your head and having it you know, as a goal, remind yourself of that. So, and so I had one last question to wrap it all up. <laughs> I just wanted to ask if you can give one piece of advice to someone who may be in the same situation as you or having gone through vision loss, what would you tell them? This is great. So probably I'm trying to think because there's a few little things I yeah. tell them and I think we've already kind of touched on everything, but I think most importantly is understanding that it will get better with time. Mm -hmm. uh, if it's something like a new injury, just be patient and listen to your body, allow yourself to rest rest, give it time to heal and your brain to even heal and transition mm -hmm. so that, and then not being afraid to ask for help and reach out and try to connect and relate to other people going through similar things, because that's what I believe really helps me heal and find purpose and value from life itself and keep showing up as well, even when it's so hard, maybe that day you just go to bed early or you binge Netflix or you eat ice cream. And then the next day it's like, okay, we're up. We're going to keep moving forward and keep showing up. So just know that good things will come. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Thank you for that. I'm so glad that we could meet and self-connected. And I know that, I mean, your story just reaches people every single day. So I hope that this podcast, I can reach that many more. And yeah, you have so much light within you and so much positivity and encouragement. And I'm just really encouraged by everything we've talked about. So thank you for just being who you are and for going through life as you do. So it really impacts people. <laughs> thank you, Chelsea. I could say all the same things about you. I definitely feel the same way. So thank you so much for asking me to be a part of this and on this. And I'm just excited to see what comes of all of this for you and yeah. the journey you're on as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on here. As we're closing out today's episode, I want to thank you so much for taking the time and choosing to listen to I Am Podcast. Make sure to leave a review, subscribe, and share this podcast with a friend to help this platform reach as many people as possible. I encourage you to stay tuned for the next episode where I will be discussing personal growth. Remember to have a beautiful week and to choose love because at the end of the day, we have the power to choose, believe, and become who we want to be. Stay kind.